And again he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat on it in the sea. And the whole multitude on the land was facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables. He said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside. And birds of the air came and devoured, and some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprung up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop, and sprang up and increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. He said unto them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear, not understand lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Then he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside, where the word is sown. When they hear it, Satan comes immediately. It takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on the stony ground, who, when they hear the word, Immediately they receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation and persecution arise, the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, the cares of the world, and deceitfulness of riches, desire of other things, enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones who sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it, bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100. And he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on the lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor is there anything kept secret that should come to light. And if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear, for with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But for whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow, he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then after the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we picture it? It's like a mustard seed, 
when it is sown in the ground. It's smaller than the seeds of the earth, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches, branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word unto them, and they were able to hear it. But without the parable, he did not speak to them. And when he was alone, he explained all things to his disciples. God, have your way. I want to speak to you this morning what God put in my spirit for us. Is that harvest time is now. I must be talking to the wrong people. I must be talking to people that don't have faith. So I'm gonna tell them again, God, what you told me to tell them. Harvest time is now. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them your season for change is now. Some people have been waiting on change for a long time. Now I'm going to take my time. Leviticus 26. Let me just read this to you. You can write it down. Verses 1 through 8. In Leviticus, he tells us to do not make idols or set up an image or a sacred stone for yourselves. And do not place a carved stone in your land to bow down before it. For I am the Lord your God. Observe my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. For I am the Lord. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season. And the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest and the grape harvest will come until planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant you peace in the land and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land. The sword will not pass through your country. You will pursue your enemies and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you will chase 10,000. Your enemies will fall by the sword before you. I want you to understand that harvesting is the process of gathering ripe crop. Reaping is the cutting of grain or pulse for harvest and typically using a sickle or a reaper. See, we all love to hear that it's harvest time. But our harvesting is always based on our sowing. Uh-oh. Lost them already. You can't harvest if nothing's been sown. But it's not only important the things that are being sown, but where the seed is being sown. 
For a lot of people, the reason hey, your change hasn't come and there's a lack in the harvest is because you haven't sown the right things in the right place at the right time. Now, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, God says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Will never cease. So what I want, I preached this to you before, but like I said, every time you go and you have to study it, he begins to show you different things and he wants you to speak. So I'm just going to speak what he wants me to speak on this morning because I believe and I sense in my spirit that a change is on the way. Trying times produce change. If you go around, I, t I told you, if you go through your, th this city, you see, you see things shutting down. But you, need, you see new things opening up. You see a change in landscape. And what you see popping up now is not something that was thought of yesterday. You see seeds popping up from things that were planted long ago. But some things don't happen until the right time. There are three components of change. Three things that are necessary for a ripe harvest. How many want a ripe harvest? How many of y'all know the three things that are needed? Come on, if y'all know you got those, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to waste. Uh, there's three things that, that are needed. What, what, what's the first one? Okay, water, seed. Son, ah, uh, y'all remember, I love y'all. You need a sower, you need seed, and you need soil. Soil, a sower, and seed. So let's deal with number one. The sower is the one that God has chosen to speak the word into your life. You got my key, Christian, because we're going to have some church this month. Amen. The sower. The Bible says that, 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 that he, he ordains, God, God ordains things in your life to speak to you. For, for, the, for next level, if you're a member of next level, it is me. Somebody say it's, it's, it's pastor. I have been anointed to sow seed into your life. That, that's what I have to do. I, I, I'm a sower. And if you have ever spoken anything into anybody's life, you are a sower. If you've spoken a word. But, but let's back it up a little bit. It, 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 that is important because not all sowers sow to sell you the same thing. So the sower is throwing out information that he wants to land in your mind and produce and flow to your heart. So it is important that the sower in your life is sowing the right thing. Okay, I'm going to take my time. Because some of you are allowing too many people and too many things to sow into your life. And it is infecting the harvest that God wants to bring about in your life. 
See, when your sower speaks a word and you go and you turn on the radio and you listen in the nonsense, then that seed is being planted. When, when when I preach you a word and then you go home and you watch uh, uh, NBA Housewives or whatever you watch, I don't know what you watch, whatever drama you watch, then they are sowing seed. When you look, go to work and you hear the conversations that are being thrown at you at every angle, they are throwing seed. So you got to be careful about the circle that you are allowing to throw seed on you because whether you know it or not, it is landing in your mind. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So as the word hits my mind, God wants to transform me be, to be transformed by the what? The renewing of my mind. And if I'm trying to have my mind renewed, I can't have my mind full of garbage. Somebody say, guard your mind. Now, that, that that sower is the preacher. It could be parents. It could be music. It could be entertainment. But check this out. It could be a donkey. Okay, Numbers 22. Numbers 22. Let's look at that briefly. I'm going to take my time. Verse, verse, verse 30 in, in the book of Numbers. That's Numbers chapter 22. Starting at the 30th verse, watch what he says. Um, the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your own donkey? Okay, let me give you the King James verse. The ass said to Balaam, Am I not your own ass? which you have always ridden to this day. Have I not been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beaten your ass these three times? I've come here to oppose you because your path is reckless. One before me. The ass saw me turned away from me these three times. If I had not turned away, I would have certainly killed you by now. But I would have spared it. I, I said that because it, it, I had to go King James because it makes for good preaching. And I, I'm telling you, you need a sower in your life. And the sower is the man of God that God has chosen to speak into your life. And you have to be careful of everybody else that speaks into your life because they're sowing into your life. But in this in this scripture that I wrote, I read, we see that it didn't have to be a preacher. It was the ass. But it takes one to know one. Because I don't speak to donkeys. And I don't understand donkeys. 
So if I'm going to understand a donkey, I must be a donkey. All I'm trying to get you to understand is this. The sower doesn't have to be perfect. So don't look for me to have to have it all together to speak to you. Because God can use whatever and whoever he wants to speak his word to you. What you have to make sure is that it's the word. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a bar or been on the street in a crack house and had a drunk speak the word to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. And I couldn't say you drunk and out here ain't living right when I knew that the word the drunk was speaking to me was the word of God speaking to me through the drunk. Y'all not gonna... Somebody say sower. So, so, we we understand that the sower ain't perfect. This nigga... So there ain't nothing wrong with the sower. Then you go to the seed. Now the seed is the word. We know that. But but what we don't understand is that seed needs three things to germinate. I gave y'all some of it before, but I'm going to give it to you again. And I think it's going to blow your mind. The seed needs three things to germinate. It needs to break. It needs oxygen. And it needs the right temperature. And in order for a seed to do its thing, it needs to break. It needs oxygen. And it needs the right temperature. Now, now, in John chapter 12, verse 24, he tells us that unless a seed dies, let me, let me go with this. I don't, uh, I, I like turning my, the real Bible, this, you know, we all, in, these, in this new age. So I'm going to take my time and go over to John 12. So that I can read the scripture to you. He said, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. See, the seed, when it goes in, the first thing that the seed does is it breaks its covering. The shell comes off. And and what what God told me is that if you if you're going to have a, a harvest time, if your change is going to come, if you want this to be the season where you're reaping in your harvest, you are going to have to be willing to break your covering. Okay, okay, okay. In other words, you can't get a harvest and you can't get change if you have to continually save face. 
Oh, okay. If, if, if you're not willing to go ahead and say it is I, Lord, that stands in the... Y'all, y'all ain't gonna, if, you, if you're not willing to take off your church face, your got-it-together face, that everything is for them, not for me, face, you gotta, you gotta be willing to be broken. Somebody say break the covering. There are too many people in church who are afraid to say what it is they are going through. They, they want to talk in the third person. Well, let's say I got this friend who's going through such and such. I don't want to say it's me going through such and such. Am I in anybody's business right now? You'll never have true fellowship until you say it is you. You'll never have it until you, you want people who are willing to willing to transpose, tra to, to go ahead and let people be transparent with their issues. And here's why. Here's why I can't stand your folk. They don't want you to know about their issues, but they want to testify. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. But if I'm afraid to tell you that I'm in a spot right now, how am I going to be bold enough to tell you when I come out? That's so why I don't have a problem telling people that I was addicted to drugs and what I went through. And some people get tired of hearing it, but I don't care if you tired of hearing it because it's how I overcome. You ain't going to say nothing. And since my struggle was made public, I'm going to make God's glory public. But if you are afraid to make your struggle public, you can't give glory to God in public. Tap your neighbor and say, come out the closet. It's you with the issues. It's you fighting the depression. It's you that wanted to commit suicide. It's you that went to your ain't gonna say that, that's taking a pill to wake up, to go to sleep, to work, to go. Y'all not gonna say nothing. So while everybody's testifying about how good God is, you are afraid to give God glory. Because you don't want nobody to know. You got to be willing to die. You got to be willing to come out of the cover. Now, not only that, but, but once that covering breaks, then you need oxygen. And I didn't know that, that a seed can get oxygen planted in dirt. Come on, Christian, you better help me. I'm already preaching. I'm going to say it again since they missed it. I didn't know that a seed can get oxygen while it's planted in dirt. And some of you right now feel like you're in a place where you're covered by dirt. Where you're in a dirty... 
Oh, we're like, how am I supposed to breathe with all this stuff, all this dirt, all these insects biting at me? And this, but God has a way to make a seed breathe while it's in dirt. As a matter of fact, when I read that, it brought me back to Genesis, where God formed man out of dirt and blew the breath of life into dirt. So surely, anybody that can breathe into dirt and make it live can go ahead and get the breath of God to you in your dirty situation. You need the breath of God. Oxygen. And then I need the right temperature. I need the right temperature. And the only way you can get the right temperature is if you have the fire of God. That's the spirit of God. Ooh, it's, it's, it's fire. It's, God knows how to heat the right temperature. He knows how to put, if you ain't catch it yet, you are the seed. Ooh, you are the seed. But, but, but you need the right temperature. He's trying to make you grow. Stop complaining that it's too hot. Stop, stop, stop complaining about the temperature of your trial. Stop, stop, stop complaining. Mm, yeah, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. For y'all that like the thermostat, I like two cold, bundled up, got the coat, the fire, the whole, why he preaching in a t-shirt? I'm cold up in here. You ain't gonna say, cause I got the fire. And he said it was like fire, shut up in my bones. Somebody say, fire, I need the fire of God. So I, he knows the right temperature for the seed so that I can grow and I can be productive. If you want to complain about the heat, you can't. Come on, I thought you, I thought you was built better than that. I thought you, y'all ain't going to say nothing. I thought you was built better than that. I know you weak when you complain about a trial, but you want to be anointed. Oh, I know what it is. You want to speak to nations, but you don't want to be persecuted by nations. So, so, as I, I'm getting ready to close this wonderful message because I see some of y'all. Listen, I want to tell you two things. There's nothing wrong with the sower. And there's nothing wrong with the seed. But what matters is where it lands. So you can complain about me all day all you want. There's still nothing wrong with the sower. God deals with me. I just preach his word. And there sure ain't nothing with, wrong with the seed. Unless you, you being taught by a false prophet. Which then that makes you the fool because you ain't studying. And you wouldn't recognize a counterfeit if I gave it to you, you ain't going to say nothing. So, 
ain't nothing wrong with them. Say, ain't nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I thought something was wrong with them, but ain't nothing wrong with him. It must be something wrong with me. Soil. You got, you got, you got these four soils. And since I know I already taught it to you, I ain't got to spend too much time with it. But you got that wayside, that pathway soil. Where, where the seed hits, and then immediately the birds come and take it away. It's that wayside soil. It's that, it's that pathway soil. The Bible says in Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that walk not in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. See, the reason why you can't be having a good harvest at this time in your life is because you walk in too many wrong paths. The word of God is a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet. Y'all better help me. Some of you need to be put the light on your feet because at night you walk in dark places. You're doing some way path wayward stuff and and what happens to wayward and pathway people is they hear the word but then vultures come see if you got a lot of vultures in your life always coming in and stealing what you trying to get going on you need to check the path Because last time I checked, vultures hang out in landfills. <laughs> Ooh. Somebody say, get rid of the landfill thinking. You got too much stuff going on. Vultures come. See, when I'm a, if I'm going to be attacked by a bird, I want to know. We were watching National Day, and we saw this strong, one of the strongest eagles, I believe it was an eagle, right? Had these big old claws, and we saw that joker pick up a monkey and fly it to his kids. Like, like birds can have such strength. They could pick up, I seen a, a video where a bird picked up a baby. Because they got claws and they're grabbing. Whew, just let the wind take them. And some of you have been allowing birds to come in and steal what God wants to do in your life. And just fly away with your purpose. Somebody say get on the right path. There is safety on the right path. God watches out for you when you're on his path. God is not obligated to watch over you if you're not walking in his way. That's why he said narrow is the way. But broad is the way that leads to destruction. There's only going to be a few people walking like you. But what God wants to do in your life is going to be worth being alone. Oh my God, that was good. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be wayward soil. And then he said there was rocky soil. 
and it, it was stony soil. And because it lacked moisture, they had no root. And when temptation came, they was done. So here's what you got to watch out for. It said it lacked moisture. The water of the word. Those who water, you'll dry up. That's why you got to be in your word every day. I don't know about you, but I got to be in my word every day. I can't just be a Sunday Christian. If I just gave God my time on Sunday, I'd be a mess. Y'all would have been not had no pastor. So you need moisture every day. Because here's how you know and, and why that's so important. Because you are powerful and people will come into your life and suck you dry. Ooh. They will suck you dry. And, and then watch this. When they suck you dry, they mess up your root system. And then temptation comes. The enemy is smart. He knows before he sends the temptation, he has to get you in a dry place. So he allow, he, he, he telling you, be careful of people who suck you dry and leave you in a space to where you're open for temptation. Because it's going to rob you of your harvest. Your change. Ooh. So whenever temptation comes, just check this out. When you start feeling tempted, say, where is it that I'm dry at? And instead of running to the temptation, run to the water. And then we have these thorns. Now the thorns, thorns are, 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 are tricky because, let, let, me, let me read it. So, so powerful. Somebody say, I never saw that. Now, you know, I ain't tell you yet. They, they fell among thorns. And they choked it. And it yielded no crop. The thorns choke out purpose cuz it said they they go out that's that's what that's what the, let me let me make sure i got the right yeah they they go out the ones with thorns they go out and they get choked because of the cares of the world the ones that fall among thorns they go out but then they get choked out because of the cares of the world, because of riches, and because of pleasure. So when the seed fell, they had it, and they were ready to run with it. They were going out, ready to fulfill purpose. But on their way to fulfilling purpose, they got choked out by cares of the world. See, see, you keep, here's how you know you need to reprioritize. 
when your prayer list is all about you and what you need done by God, them are cares. And the Bible tells us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. But while I'm trying to go out in purpose, things start going on in my life that I think take precedence over God's plan. And so I can't walk out the word because walking out the word is going to take sacrifice on my part. And it's going to look like what I'm worried about is not getting taken care of. So I allow the kids to choke out the word. You, you got to be careful about what's on your plate and what you want to see. Because it ain't about you. I know that don't get big crowds and I know that don't make people shout. But it's not about you. God does not care about making you happy. At all. So not only do the kids of the world choke them out, then they get caught up in riches. Well, God said, I'll supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. They get choked out by riches. They think their money can save them. They, they think having more money means more happiness. But more money means more depression. That, that's, that's what it means. Because so you got more money so you could go do more shopping. So you think you could be more happy only to find out y'all not going to say nothing. Yeah, you ain't going to say I done preached this to y'all. It's still in the house. It's a... Y'all got shoes y'all can't wear, got clothes you ain't never put on, still got clothes with tags on it, can't return it because you waited too late, and you still won't give it away because you know you can't fit it. And when you brought it, you didn't even buy it because you needed it. You brought it because it made you happy. Oh my God, I'm messing with you today. How you like this here? Yeah, it makes me happy. You went and brought a $1,500 purse. And ain't got $5 in it. That is a problem. I'm going to help the men out today. Maybe not, not next level, but those watching on the airwaves, we, we are larger than we see. But, 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 but women want to get on the man about, you know, having rims on a car, but they ain't got no job. I'll be riding through Brookside Range Rovers, $98,000 car. At the projects. Okay. Y'all better help me up in here. Kids of riches want to look and it chokes out purpose. And then pleasures. We got to take pleasure in praising God.
pleasures why in your flesh tickling your flesh the Bible says don't walk according to, to the flesh but according to the spirit hallelujah but, but these things choke out purpose and the reason why you can't get a harvest is because oh you got too many kids and you're spending your riches on your kids so that you can feed your pleasures But then you got good soil. Somebody say, I want to be that. In order to be good soil, good soil represents a heart of flesh. Because the place where the word lands is on the heart. That's where the word has to penetrate. It's not enough to know about God. You got to know God. It's not enough to be able to quote a thousand scriptures. I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest with you. I can't quote a thousand scriptures. And the scriptures that I do know, I can't tell you where they're at. Some people probably, you know, and I want, I gotta, I want to be like that. Uh, get up here and close the book. Genesis 1.17. Romans, I know. I know John 3.15. It's 3.16. See, I messed that up. I want a new 15. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with scripture memory. But how about your feet? Can they walk in memory? Ooh. You know about memory in your head, but your feet say a whole nother different thing. So don't come up in my face quoting scripture. Well, don't the Bible say, shut up. I don't know what scripture, what address, but it does say shut up. Somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. I want to have good soil. I want the word to hit land and produce fruit. I want harvest. I want change. I want, I want that. And, and here it is. So you, you got to, when I read the rest of it, it is encouraging for those who just throw seed. Because hey, I'm not going to go back to it. I read it already. But he gave three other parables. And the only thing you got to grab from them is these three things. He, he said, you get what you give. Amen. Right? He said, to him who gives will be given, and from him that doesn't will be taken away even what he has. And when we read this in the context of this parable, I always read it. And when he said, do you put a light under a bushel? No, it is to be set on a hill. I always took that out of the context like he just stopped talking about other things. Because when you read this parable, you see that it is all about agriculture. He's dealing with stuff. So when I read it again, he said, why do you keep taking that out? Like that's his own separate parable. What he was saying is that the lamp is the seed. And if you have the seed hidden in your heart, it's going to light 
but if you ain't got nothing in, <laughs> so you you can't hide the seed. And so then he says, so whatever you have, give it. And you got to be generous. And then the other one said, you know what? Don't don't worry about if you scatter and go to sleep because you don't know how it's going to grow. So he was telling me, I don't have to worry about growth. One, one plants, another water, but God gives the increase. So as a sower, I don't have to worry about the growth. Oh, because there's multiple grounds in here. And some of you are good. Some of you are rocky. Some of you are thorny. And so you ain't going to say nothing. You know, I, I, you know, when you're when you're wayward soil, when the word comes, you, you get uptight. You get mad at the seed. If I say something that get on your nerves and God has been saying to you over and over, you get real upset, you might even leave, but you're mad at the seed. You don't want it to penetrate. And God keep trying to stuff it in. You ever try to plant something and it keep popping back up and you keep trying to put it back down and God keep talking to you about the same thing? So you leave here and you hear the same thing that's God trying to put the seed and you keep trying to poke it back up and you mad at the seed. So I don't got to worry about the growth. But not only that, I ain't got to worry about the size either. Because the mustard seed is small, but it grows to be the biggest. I know we look small. A lot of people get caught up in a lot of those things. They get caught up in what they give. They get caught up in the growth. And they get caught up in the size. But ain't it funny how Corona made every church little? So we don't got to worry about that. And as I close this message, it's awesome to know that we are the seed. He said, we go out, we are precious seed. In Psalms 126.6, he said, those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying the sheaves with them. Here's what's so awesome about God. He's put in every one of us the seed of his word. And even if you don't get watered by an outside source, the fact that you cry over the seed waters the seed. Your own tears water the seed. Some of you have been crying over stuff for too long. And that seed is drenched. God said, it is your time to grow. Harvest has come. This is not the time to just be grabbing stuff. Now is the time to be planting seed for the next harvest. 
if, if you're not getting nothing now, it's because you didn't plant anything then. We just turned the clocks back. The seasons have changed. It went from 80, 70 to 40, like boom. That's how the change is going to be in your life. God knows how to change it, like suddenly. And you've been wondering and asking God, what is going on? I've been planting my seed. I've been planting my prayers. I've been planting my tears. I've been believing on the promise. When am I going to be able to reap? God said, now is the time. But if you're not willing, see, the sickle is what goes around and picks up. The only tool you have to pick up your promise is your praise. You don't see people mad and harvesting at the same time. Whatever they pick up, they're giving God praise that they're picking it up. You, you I'm, I ain't, I'm, I'm only talking to about half of y'all that, that planted some stuff. And God said, you need to start praising me and picking it up. That, that's where the change comes. When, when I praise them and pick it up. I, even if I don't see it, I know I'm picking it up in the spirit. Am I talking to anybody up in here that can feel it in the spirit that God is dropping some stuff like he dropped for Ruth? And he's saying, all you got to do is pick it up. But you won't even see. You, you've been too tight to sow money. You've been too but God said, I'm going to go ahead and wipe that clean. I don't need you to sow your money. I need you to sow your praise. You can't even give me a praise for what I want to do in your life. So since you want to be tight, I'm going to be tight. See, see, you want the windows of heaven open, but they can only open as much as you praise them. The more you praise him, the more he lifts the window up. Little praise, little crack. I don't got a blessing that can come like this. I need the whole window. Because what I'm expecting from God, I need him to... Some of y'all still got the window cracked. Because you want him to slip his hand out and just give you something. Oh, God. Uh, I want the sofa. I want the... I ain't been sowing all this word just for you to slip me a blessing. When my blessing come, I want the world to see. I need everybody to see this blessing that you're about to y'all better help me up in here that's what he means when he said I, I'll give you houses you haven't built and land that you have that's what he means when he says I'll pour you out a blessing that you can't even receive I can receive it if it's coming through a crack but I need it to be bigger than where I am matter of fact let me close I need God to bless me with something I'm scared of 
can God give anybody in here a scary blessing? I ain't talking about a handshake with $10 in it, with $20 in it, with $100 in it. I need a blessing that's going to make me think, do I need to call the police about what God just put in my account? Hallelujah. Brother Steve says, I'm moving, I'm moving. Listen, your dreams and your visions, the things that you are putting together is bigger than what you're thinking. And let me help you. Don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody. Talking about generational wealth talking about generation they will never have to struggle their struggles won't be your struggles my god but you gotta be willing to have a god idea and step out on faith that's why the enemy is after your house because he don't want to see none of that come to pass my God, my God, my God, my God. And I'm just thankful that it's in the house. And because it's in the house, I know there's others in here that got some stuff they've been sitting on. But God said, it's time to harvest. It's time to go ahead and sow that seed. There's anybody that's online that hasn't received God or if you're on Facebook or you haven't received Christ. We're going to pray this prayer. God, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose for my sins. I ask that he come into my heart and live his life in me. I thank you, God, for saving me. Change my mind. Change my heart. And change my ways. If you prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you and we, that you would reach out to us so that we could pray for you. We give God praise. We thank you for God for speaking to us on today. We thank you that it's a time of change and harvest for speaking to us individually and corporately. Continue to bless us as we go our separate ways. But we don't leave your presence. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.